Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. How many of you are happy you're here on a Wednesday night? Can we give it up for this incredible worship team? What an awesome job. And for all the people serving, can we honor all the people serving, all of our tech, all of our ushers, all of our people helping kids? Come on. How many of you expecting something really, really awesome tonight? So before you go and sit down, I'm going to give you a little assignment. I want you to turn to somebody and tell them what brings you the greatest joy. And then I want you to tell them why you came tonight, what you're looking forward to happen in your life. Tell them what brings you joy. Let them know you a little bit. All right. Welcome and everybody online. Can we give it up for all the people that are online tonight? So happy you've joined us for Rise 2024. Uh, this would not be possible without your incredible pastors and senior leaders, Jurgen and Leanne Matesius. Um, why don't we give it a big old clap for them tonight? Honor our friends. You know what I love about our pastors is they have spiritual guts. And uh, in a world that has, you know, a funny bone and a wishbone but lacks a backbone, they got a backbone. And the fact that they're willing to travel to a different country, to a people they don't know, with a word from God that they were going to build a church where people and their families could get God's help, get God's grace on the planet. It's one thing to dream it. It's another thing to talk about it. It's another thing to do it. How many of you are grateful for pastors who actually put themselves on the line and do great things, ma'am? I also want to give it up for Pastor Matt and Michaela. Hello. Batman had Robin, Laverne had Shirley. I think the Taylor Swift has the Swifties. I can't watch any more NFL. She's wearing me out. But let me say this. When you have people in your life that keep showing up strong, it's not who you're in relationship with. It's who you choose to be in the relationship that counts. And when you have people that show up in their good days, their challenging days, you found really great people. We've had that in Matt and Michaela over the years. And I love it. They show up and they're always encouraging people to live up in this crazy world. Give it up for your cool pastors. Pastor Matt Michaela. John Cameron, stand up, sir, you powerful house, powerful preacher. John will be here on Sunday. You don't want to miss it. I heard he did incredible last night. 
Powerful book coming out, powerful minister, and makes a difference globally, globally. He'll be here Sunday, you don't wanna miss that. Samuel and Katie Deuce. Sam. You're, you're looking dapper for sure. Um, you just released this book. I believe it came out in the last couple of days. 52 Bible verses on miracles. How many think that's a God idea? Let me say, oh, Luke, thank you. You do. Ooh, is he here? Octav- Octavius, Octavius. Is there an Octavius in this room? Xavius or Xavius? Xavier, Xavius, what's that? What's that? Oh, they wrote something on me, sorry. If you're Xavius, you lift your hand, I'll, I'll find you, or Octavius, or whatever your name is. I'm supposed to give you a message, I guess. So, anyways, back to the book. <laughs> Let me finish my commercials and I got to speak. Uh, 52 Bible verses on miracles. How many think this would be good to put it in your system? The Bible says when they weren't mindful of miracles, they spent their days in fear and fruitless living, Psalm 78, 31. And I don't know about you to put them in there. I actually shot a video for this. It's out today. I'm gonna use one of the miracles in my speech tonight that just happened. I don't know about you. I want a miracle mentality. Will the world want you to have a fear mentality, a virus mentality? How awesome would it be to get miracles in your mentality so you can walk with God? How many want me to give this to you? That's not going to happen. You appreciate what you pay for. <laughs> Go to Amazon.com, Samuel Do Following Jesus Series. Actually, is it anybody's birthday? Anybody? Anyone? Anyone? You, okay, what's your, it's your birthday. What's your first name? Cat. That's a great name. Here, this is for you, Cat. Happy birthday. Awesome. Yeah. I want to say this to you. Things are about to shift for you too, Kat. It's been a season where you've been pushed down and you felt like you can't rise and get above the fray. You've been pushed down mentally and emotionally to the point of, if you don't make me going there, because I've been there myself, so you don't mind me going deep, okay? Where you thought, what's it worth to keep going at different times, especially around November 13th to 18th, that was very heavy. And the Lord preserved your life for the purpose of your life. He's redeeming and repairing the, he's repairing things in your life and he's reconciling the hurt in your life. Out of that pain's gonna come great healing that's gonna come, not just to you, but through your life to hurting people because you're gonna see beyond uh, the facade of what other people carry because you know what it's like to hurt privately. You're gonna pull people out of their private place and you're gonna let them see visible again, be visible again and get healed again. God's turning things in your favor. Watch what happens around March 21st of this year. All of a sudden, you're gonna step into a brand new chapter of your life and where things have felt like, man, I'm just stuck. All of a sudden, you're gonna be cut free and gonna run in a whole brand new season. God bless you. Happy birthday. You say, how do you know that stuff? I believe you sheep can hear his voice. How many know that's true? James O'Keefe was happy when I gave him a word the other day. I'll tell you that much in Project Veritas. 
You ought to pray for that guy, by the way. Uh, Anthony Tremino, Jennifer Tremino, got, come on, got two more. Anthony uh, Tremino and Jennifer Tremino. How many appreciate our friends, ran for governor of this state, powerful business people. Beyond that, great Jesus followers and empowering. He spoke earlier today and empowering a college with the principles of God. Stand up, give them a big old clap. They're my friends. And finally, the love of my life, I love you. We're best friends, we're still in love, no matter, we've been, man. My wife's cheated death, my wife gave birth, she died, she came back to life. They said she would not make it, that's how I became a part of her story. My wife is my hero. Not because, how many know faith doesn't make things easy, it makes things possible. And faith isn't always just seen saying hallelujah, praise the Lord in public. Faith is when you feel like hell and you're still shouting heaven. Faith is when things aren't working and you're still saying God's able. And my wife demonstrates that and lives that and I'm proud of her. You wanna know what this man's proud of in his life? I'm proud of that relationship. I'm proud of that woman. Stand up, I love you. All right, commercials are done, let's go. Luke chapter six, it's on the right-hand side of the Bible. If you have a Bible, I encourage you to get a Bible, carry a Bible. Mine was doing so good, and then I lost my cover, so I found a cover for it to get it in here tonight. I love my Bible. Write in your Bible. Eat, eat your Bible up. It's God speaking to you. You don't just gotta wait for a word of prophecy. You can hear God when you open the word. They say in life there's a difference between have and have nots, Jesus talked about in Mark chapter four, there's people who hear and people who hear not. How many know what you hear affects what you think and what you think affects what you feel and what you feel determines the decisions you make and then that determines outcomes you have. In the Great Depression, when jobs were very sparse, there was one ad out in the paper that a guy was hiring and there was a big old line in the Great Depression because somebody wanted employment and employment was really challenging to get by. People were starving and things were scarce. And they were in line for a long time and finally a man tapped out, the boss tapped out, he was doing all the interviews, tapped out in Morris Code. And he said, if anybody can hear me, Run in here, be the first to run in here, and I'll give you the job. Everybody heard the tapping, but only one person understood Morris Code. So one guy in the very, very back ran from the back. He ran in there, got the job. Everybody else was bothered that this guy got the job. But everybody heard, but only one guy did something because he understood. Something happens when you start to understand God's ways and God's thoughts. It begins to shift the way you live. Come on. Luke chapter 6 says this, verse 6. It came to pass on another Sabbath that Jesus entered the church and he taught. And there was a man who's there whose right hand was withered. Someone say it was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees, they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, that they might find accusation against him. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to the man that had the withered hand, stand up. Step forward, and the man, all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, he rose and stood forward. Then Jesus asked him a question. He goes, yo, is it lawful and good on the Sabbath days to do good so that people get benefit from it or to do evil, 
to save and heal life or destroy it. And looking around at them all, in, the, in Mark's translation of it, he says, being grieved by the hardness of their heart, Jesus turned and said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. This is gonna be powerful tonight. Come on. I'm gonna speak for about 15 minutes and just pray for people. Here's a story of, I love it, Jesus showed up in church. I think he looked forward to showing up on Sabbath days because he knew the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the wooden seas and couldn't seas would be there. It was almost like he woke up in the morning and goes, oh, let's go pick a fight. Don't think for a minute Jesus didn't have like a little attitude to him. Come on. His, his fight was always to save people, not to fight people. Come on. Make sure you fight the real fight. Come on. It's for people, not against people. Especially in this world that we're in, it's easy to get a political spirit where you fight people that God loves and he, come on, the people that you hate, he wants to save. Make sure you fight the good thing. But Jesus shows up in church and he notices there's a man with a withered hand. The withered means this both in the Greek language and also in Webster's. It means to lose feeling and function. Lose the ability where all the power is gone. It's interesting that Luke the doctor, the physician, writes in his narrative, it says it was the right hand. If you study the right hand in the scriptures, it means the ability to get blessing and give blessing. That he notices it was in a powerless state because it had lost its feeling and it had lost its function. So here you have a man, he's in the right place, come on, at the right time, and he was the one, but he's in a situation where they had to get this diagnosed where this would be a stigma and a status because he could not work. He was not in an automated industry at that time. Obviously, they didn't have the internet yet. And so as a result, what happened? He had to use their hand in agriculture. He could not, so he had to live off charity for other people. He could think right, he could speak right, he could walk right, but one area of his life was withered and it was affecting what he reached for and what he could hold on to. There are people in here that we have withered areas relationally, spiritually, emotionally, financially. It affects what we reach for and it affects what we hold on to. Some of us have enough faith to get a blessing but don't have enough faith to hold on to a blessing. Some of us have enough love to get a relationship. We can't keep a relationship. Some of us have enough faith to, come on, lose the weight. We just can't keep the weight off. Come on, in fact, if you want to lose a pound, come on, just lift your hand. Just grab the person next to you, just grab their love handle and say, you can lose one. You can lose one. It's sure to build a great friendship. Watch how powerful. So here this man is, has a stigma on him. He's been identified and labeled as the man with the withered hand. 
If you're not careful, the enemy will concentrate on the one area of your life that's not working to get you to attach your identity to that issue or that situation so it will show you what you're not and what's not working and you overlook everything you are and what's working. You ask most people who they are, they tell you what they're not. Tell me who you are. Well, I'm not this. I'm not that. They're not this. How many know you don't rise higher than the image you carry of yourself? Therefore, when God goes to change your life, the only thing that's going to change you long term, no matter what area of your life, is to change you how you identify with that and change your identity. That's why God doesn't come to you and give you information or start a miracle in your circumstance. He always starts it with a revelation of who you are in his eyes. God builds on revelation, not speculation or observation or information. He builds on revelation. Well, this is good. So Jesus is minding his own business. He just stands up and starts teaching. How cool is that? He's just on the, in the back and Jesus walks to the front and he's teaching and he starts speaking about the kingdom because that's what Jesus always did. Everywhere he went, he talked about the kingdom. Do you know that Jesus didn't talk about heaven a whole lot? He was always talking about expanding God's rule on the planet. I know in church, we always think, well, when I get to heaven, when I get to heaven, I would rather you have a kingdom mentality than a heaven mentality. Because if you're always thinking in terms of heaven, you're always waiting for one day to get there. Don't you think God's smart enough to know that if you were needed in heaven right now, you'd be there? Come on, slap the person next to you, say he's talking about you. Oh, you're going to like where this goes. You're going to like where this goes. Watch this. Jesus is speaking and he's teaching about the kingdom. And I, I love that because he, he's teaching about the kingdom, but there's a guy that's wrestling with his identity that he's an issue, he's a stigma, that something's wrong with him. By the way, if you see yourself wrong, how are you gonna act? Wrong. How are you gonna talk? Wrong. That's why the enemy tries a conspiracy theory against you, so you buy into the idea something is wrong with me. If you look at your life, he's worked since you were a child to convince you you're not so-and-so. You're not have this, you don't have that. And through that comparison, diminishes everything you are. So here this guy is in church, Jesus is doing his discourse, and all of a sudden he says to the man, he goes, hey, excuse me, I want you to stand up right now. Man, can you imagine the guys trying to hide probably in the back, not let him see his one area that he has no power in? He's embarrassed of, he's got an issue of, he's trying to hide it in church. At least he's in church, huh? come on. At least he's in the right place. And Jesus says, I want you to stand. A couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, I was speaking in Nashville, Tennessee. And in the middle of my speech, all of a sudden, I felt the Holy Spirit say, there's somebody here, you have problems with your hands and your fingers. And this girl, she's off to the side, she's maybe about 18 years old, 17 years old. And I said, uh, and she goes, 
She goes, it's me. I go, stand. And you could tell she was reluctant to stand. She, and I go, and she said, she goes, it's, it's, it's me. And she was all shy. She didn't want anybody to see her hands. She put her hands behind her. I go, why did you, why'd you stand? She goes, I was in my dad's uh, automobile shop working for him a couple years ago. And I put my hands on blazing steel thing that he had that was in the sun. And I burned all the nerves out of my hands. I can't feel my arms and I can't move my hands. And I said, God wants you to stand because he's not going to leave you in this situation. Something's going to get reversed. She goes, does God even do those types of things anymore? I go, why don't you put your hands out for me to come over there if you'll let me pray for you in the middle of my speech. I go, do you mind if I come over there and just pray for you for a minute? She goes, I've not felt my hands for two and a half years. I can't feel my arms. I can't go and pick something up and feel it. And she goes, she goes, but give it your best shot. It's a true story. Glad, thanks for the invitation. I put my hands on her hands and in a moment she started weeping and crying. She starts weeping. She goes, there's no way. There's no way I can't feel, but I can feel. 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 Watch how powerful this is. All of a sudden the guy next to her, she goes, he goes, can I stand up too? I go, why do you want to stand up? He goes, because I'm a bad man. She gave me courage to stand up. I go, why? He goes, I've had bad things done to me, and therefore I've done bad things to people, and I don't want to be a bad man anymore. And when you told her to stand up, when she had courage to stand up and say, I don't want to be this way anymore, I realized that I don't want to be this way anymore. Watch how powerful. He says, how do I get this badness out of me? And I said, how many people in this room right now, you feel that there's bad stuff inside you and you want to get free. You want God to forgive you. You want to forgive other people. You want to stop abusing yourself. All of a sudden, 82 people in that room in one shot stood up and led them in a prayer that lasted. Now, we went for two hours and 20 minutes to where they went home and got family members and brought them back to the meeting for me to pray for. I stayed for two hours and 40-something minutes. But watch how powerful. She says, when that girl stood Stood. See, intolerance of your present will give you your future. Let me say that again. Look at me. Intolerance of your present always gives you your future. When you get tired of being regular, tired of being average, tired of being without love, tired of saying, enough is enough, I'm not going back to that anymore. I'm not going back to that perversion. I'm not going back. I'm going to take a stand. See, in a family, it only takes one person to take a stand. It takes a husband that says, I'm going to fight for love in my family. It takes one person in a church to say, I'm going to fight for kids that don't know how to read, and I'm going to stand up and teach kids how to read. It takes one person to stand up, and it's amazing the chain reaction, the shock, the rubbing off of that spirit that all of a sudden everybody else wants to rise up and stand. Why'd you stand? Why'd you stand? Why'd you stand? Come around the corner. Stand right there, watch. Just lift your hands. Just lift your hands. God, I thank you for grace. 
I, I thank you for grace. I thank you for making things new. Healing flow through his life now. I cancel Satan's plans against him. I break Satan's power against him in Jesus' name. Thank God for guts. This girl stood up and all of a sudden now, they've been meeting on Tuesday nights in the middle of Nashville, Tennessee, and all these young people are coming because one girl stood up. What I did not know was three days later, she wrote her suicide letter. She said, I hated being hidden because of my condition with my arms and my hands. I was afraid to be seen, but God saw me and I wrote my suicide letter three days ago. I was ready to check out, but God gave me an invitation to stand, and I wasn't going to miss my opportunity at life. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Okay, sit down. Come on, tell the person next to you, pay attention. Give me a couple minutes and let me flow. Then Jesus says something to him. He says something to him. This reminds me, by the way, Ben, you were with me. Ben's a psychologist. He's traveled with me off and on for about 16 years. We were with me just in Hemet. I was in Hemet, California uh, a couple months ago. There was a woman in a wheelchair, and I looked right after I got done. You had that look in your eye like, man, you don't do good in a wheelchair. I looked at her and go, do you want to walk? She goes, I can't. I go, God says you can't. She goes, they say I can't. Do you want to? I said, give me your hand. I pulled her out of that freaking wheelchair. She began to walk and run in front of everybody there. She took off her boots, all of her braces. True story. Let me tell you something. When you get to the place of, I don't want to be sick anymore. I don't want to be addicted anymore. I don't want to be depressed anymore. I don't want to be negative anymore. When you get to that place, and let me just go ahead and prophesy for a minute. You are entering as the church. Let me stand in my prophetic office for a minute. You're entering as the church into a brand new era. You're seeing a brand new era. There was a dying off, and there will be another two generals in the body of Christ that go to glory this year. And you'll see the removal of a president very swiftly, says the Lord, in America. Don't, no, 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 go there. There's change at hand. There's a changing of the guard. But as I did with Joshua, I told Joshua, Moses, my servant, my worshiper is dead. Now, therefore, I need you to stand up. I need you to go ahead and stand up. God has had people in different generations that stood up and fulfilled their role. According to Acts 13, they served the purpose of God. They did the will of God for their generation. They served it all the way. Not perfect, they just did it. And God is looking for a brand new Christian that's not just into, oh my gosh, what's the latest church stuff that's going on? Do you got the Jesus bumper sticker? Are you listening to Brandon Lake? I don't need you to be Christian. I want you to be a Jesus follower. not a Jesus believer, a Jesus follower. You can be a believer and remain in adultery. You can't be in a follower of Jesus and remain in adultery. You can be a believer in Jesus and stay in perversion and addiction. You can't be a follower of Jesus and stay in that. Because when you walk with him, stuff falls off. 
Watch how powerful. Jesus says to the guy, I want you to step toward me. I want you to step toward me. 19, I want you to come toward the word of God. See, some of you need to divorce an old story in your mind. You need to leave the old story behind. Well, I've been this way a long time. I'll probably never recover. You know that COVID, it stole everything. Really, you still got breath. Plus, when God restores everything, he doesn't look at what's lost. He always works with what's left. That's what the scripture says in Revelation, strengthen what remains. That's ready to die, that I'm not ready to have die, to die yet. He said, I want you to step forward. I want you to step toward, I want you to divorce. When you have to step forward, you have to leave some things behind. As a believer, does anybody in here feel the Holy Spirit if you're honest for a minute? Because everybody wants power, but they don't want purity. You can't carry power if you don't got purity. God doesn't hang with dirty vessels on purpose. I know that's not a sexy message, but let me give another point. How many know every one of us, certain things, if the Holy Spirit's talking to you, I want you to let that attitude go. I want you to let that behavior go. There was a time he said to me, if I want to give you the platforms, Rex, the opportunities, you can't carry certain things of your then and bring them into your now. If I'm going to escalate you and you're going to walk toward me, there's some things you got to leave behind. Some of you have been carrying some things. How many feel, you don't have to say what it is, how many sense God saying, hey, you got to drop that. You got to drop that. I don't know what that is for you. You got to drop that. Maybe it's a behavior. Maybe it's a pattern. Maybe it's an attitude. Maybe it's a way of talking. Come on, somebody. He said, he said, follow, come near me. And Jesus said to him, he goes, I want you to stretch. Stretch. Can you imagine the guy going, stretch? I can't even move. I have no power in my arm. What are the areas God's looking for you to stretch right now? Relationally. Come on, what's it like to be in a relationship with you lately? Is it exciting? Is it predictable? Is it passionate? What do people get when you get? Are you you in a relationship to what you can get out of it or what you can give? Do you show up there to add more value or to take? God's looking for people to stretch relationally. Why? Because you know what? That's what matters long-term is your impact on people. Isolation, sickness, come on, somebody. Plus, if you're in an intimate relationship, stop sabotaging it with negative stacking all the time. God wants us to stretch beyond. What do I mean by that? You do this, 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 and all that resentment starts leading to suspicion and distance and separation. If you want love and relationships to work, how many know the quality of your life is the quality of your relationships? Some of you don't believe that, I believe that. If you want that relationship to work, love says, I choose you. Love says, I choose you. Someone say, I choose you. That doesn't mean I like you. It just means I choose you. Love says, I choose you. I want to choose what's best for you. I want to improve you. If you were to stretch for a little bit financially, I've been in a tight spot. I remember years ago, we were just newly married and we were in our home and I felt the Lord yell at me in a kitchen. I'm not joking, yell at me. He said, I want you to release. He told me a certain amount of money. He goes, I want you to release something in your hand. And when something leaves your hand, something will leave my hand. And I started thinking, no, 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 I don't want to do that. 
that had to be the devil. Get behind me, Satan. I don't believe in name it, claim it. I don't believe in all that. And then I realized you have to name it if you are going to claim it. Come on, somebody. I remember that night releasing a seed, and within about 12 minutes, I got a call. It had been a call, an answer, because someone had given me a prophetic word. I'm about to open all these doors for you in the business world. I'd been in the Christian world for a long time, but all of a sudden, I felt the Lord say, I'm gonna send you to the business world in dark places where they won't listen to people, but you're gonna bring miracles there. It will change things. It had not happened. And I was wondering, why is it not happening? And I felt the Lord say, release a seed. And all of a sudden, when I released the seed, within 12 minutes, I got a call that is still paying dividends in my life from, those, from that one seed. That one seed shifted. I get other people opportunities because of that one seed. There was a guy years ago that in the middle of a drought, he took up dry ice and he found a way. His name was Vince something. He was a scientist. He took up six pounds of dry ice in a single propeller plane. And he had the idea, if I seed the cloud with the dry ice, it will produce enough condensation to release precipitation. So he went up in a single propeller plane, released into a cloud that they'd had a barrenness over for many, 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 many years, a couple of years. A couple of years and a couple of months. And when he released the dry ice into the clouds, it exploded and it snowed for 40 straight days. Why? Because generosity releases reciprocity, which means you give and God will multiply that and release. Some of you are in a barren place and God wants you to release something in your hand, a seed in your hand. He wants you to seed the clouds. That reminds me of Elijah the prophet. He goes, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. 1 Kings 17, it's been a three and a half year drought. He said to a servant, go look for anything. He goes, I don't see no cloud. He said, come back, go back a bunch of different times. Finally, he says, he goes, I want you to, he prays, God release it. You, I hear the sound of it, but now I want to see it. I want to see a sign, a symptom, a signal. Then he goes, he sent his servant back another time, about the seventh time. He goes, I see the cloud the size of a man's hand. And then Elijah goes, that's the sign that I need. A little cloud the size of a man's hand changed a whole drought because he seeded the clouds with his prayers. How many know that you can see? You can pray what's been prophesied and you can release a harvest on your barrenness. Watch, I'm gonna finish this strong here. I'm gonna finish this strong here. Relationally, financially, emotionally. 95% of your emotions you wanna change, they come from what you speak about. That's why the Bible says a man has joy by the answer of his mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. That's why it says your innermost being, it rejoices when your lips speak right things or prosperous things. When God told Joshua, I want you to emerge, it's a new era. He knew that he was gonna battle being intimidated and fear. That's why he told him over and over, don't let fear get the best of you. Here's how you keep your state spiritually in a state of faith so you can conquer. 
I want you to meditate in my word day and night. I want you to speak it because anything God speaks to you must be spoken through you. What do you mean by that? God is looking for mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. That just felt good to say. God is looking for mouth-to-mouth resuscitation where you get his word inside of you and he says as you begin to meditate, that means to speak that word, all of a sudden it's gonna stabilize you emotionally and give you power to possess that which you don't have. I don't really believe that. I don't really, really believe that. Really? You're gonna serve the God of your feelings or what God said? You can't serve both. I don't know about you, I've learned something. When you speak God's word, it's your address in the spirit world. Your eye print allows you to see it identifies you. Your hand print allows you to get access places. But the highest forms of access, when I spoke at the Pentagon, highest forms of access and authority come not from your hand print or your eye print, they come from your voice print. Do you know the word Jacob's ladder actually means in the, in the numerical Hebrew language, voice print? Angels of God ascend and descend on the letter of your speech. Your speech either gives you access to the heavenly realms or sp- access to the demonic realms. Angels don't have access apart from your voice. That's why Daniel 10, 12 says this. The angel said, we did not become because of your prayer, Daniel. We came because of the words you speak. What words are you prophesying over your family? What words are you saying over yourself? If your words became a wardrobe, would you look poor or rich? Would you look healthy or sick? You're the prophet in your house. Don't tell your kids they'll never be anything. Don't tell your kids just to survive. Don't tell your kids, well, we gotta be safe. Don't, no, no. Well, I don't know about you. The Bible says your children will be mighty in the land. Why don't we tell our kids you're gonna be mighty in speech, mighty in understanding, mighty in technology, mighty in real estate, mighty in their health, mighty in your... I gotta stop. You cool? Trying to condense two hours and it's 30 minutes, 32 minutes right now. Watch, to break out spiritually, and I'll just end with this story and I'll pray. Barbara Snyder, 15, she was a a gymnast. All of a sudden she got diagnosed with MS. How many know that's a really, really tough situation? Within months of the diagnosis, her body shriveled up and crippled. You can go look at the story online, it's in books. She shriveled up completely. After many unsuccessful surgeries, hospitalizations, they put her in hospice care. A tube down her throat, she went blind in her eyes, and her body was curled up, waiting just to be left to dead. Everybody that was her friend when she was a gymnast was no longer around. This looked hopeless, looked like there was no way out of the situation. Somebody called into a radio station, a Christian one, and said there's this woman and she's battling MS and she needs a miracle. And they said, well, 
if those of you who are listening out there, why don't we write her letters? Why don't we send her some letters just to encourage her and someone can read it while she's in hospice care? Pretty cool, huh? So over 450 people sent letters in the next week, and two of those people decided to visit her in hospice care, sitting there blind with a tube down her throat, a feeding tube in her stomach, and she sat there with her arms and hands crippled and deformed, can't see anything. A life of could have, should have, would have been. And while these people came in, they said, we wanna tell you about Jesus. We wanna tell you about Jesus, that though it might feel impossible or look impossible, God loves you and with love and God's love, nothing's impossible. Can we pray for you? And they set out and they said a little prayer, these two elderly ladies. They said a little prayer, Barbara Snyder. She said when they began to pray, she heard an audible voice. My daughter, stand up and walk. She said immediately, she goes, I can't see, I can't move, my body's twisted, nothing has changed, but how we know the entrance of his word, it gives light. His word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Anybody still believe that? Don't live in the dark when you can live in the light. She said she tried to scoot herself with a tube down her throat to the edge of the bed. She knew that she had to do something radical. She grabbed hold of the tube in her mouth to help her breathe. And she said she heard the voice again, stand up my daughter and walk. She pulled the tube out of her mouth, out of her trach. I don't know how in the world that happened. Documented story, she pulled it out. And when she pulled it out, the two ladies were freaked out. They prayed for a miracle, but they didn't know what to do when a miracle happened. Come on, that's gonna be like some of your relatives. How did they get healed of diabetes? How did they get free from addiction? How in the world did they get married? How did they stay married? How did they have a baby? Oh, this is gonna be a blockbuster, isn't it? Hold on one second. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she pulled the tube out of her mouth. And when she pulled the tube out of her mouth, the ladies were freaking out. She said, go tell my mom I'm getting up. She scooted herself. The blindness was still there. Her body was crippled. But as she got to the end of the bed, she pulled herself. She knew that she could not stay on that bed and get into God's promise. Some of you, it's an effort to get to church on a Wednesday night. Miércoles, Spanish. Come on, somebody fighting the traffic, fighting the parking. It's a pain sometimes after working around negative people. Come in here and lift your hands and worship. But you know you can't stay on the bed because if you stay on the bed, life dies. You die. You don't grow. I don't know what bed you're lying on. All of a sudden, she got herself to the edge of the bed and she said, all I knew is if I didn't get off, I was going to die there. And she went down and her feet stood for the first time, still blind. All of a sudden, she tried to hold on and take a step. And when she began to take a step, her blind eyes started opening. Her mother, her friends, they all ran into that room and their daughter that had been paralyzed 15 years, crippled all the way over, started running and walking and moving. 
You might not have MS, but I know many of you have been laying down. Life's beat you up. You become blinded to what matters most. Blinded to who Jesus is inside you. Blinded to the power of God. Blinded to the love you can have in your life. Blinded to the gifts and the graces on your life. And Jesus is saying, just as he said to that young lady, I'm asking you to stand and I'm asking you to step. I'm asking you to walk. Walk is not exciting. Walking is steps. Steps aren't sexy. Isn't it interesting? It doesn't say the jumps of, a, of, the, of the Lord are ordered by the Lord. The elevator's ordered by the It says the steps of a good woman and a good man, they're ordered. In other words, God can't order what you don't step into. Someone's about to step into something. When I walked into that, when I walked into that hospital and that girl was paralyzed from the, her chest down, because somebody asked me to go see their friend because their pastor wouldn't drive from L.A. to Orange County. She was thrown out of a roof of a car on the 55 freeway, paralyzed from her breast down. The pastor said it was too far. So I had a friend of mine from George Bush's operation call me and said, would you go see her? I said, yeah, heck yeah, I'll go. And I went into that room, sitting there and watching the BET Awards, sitting there, ushers on there, Lord help us. It wasn't Brandon Lake. Rex, be good. Come on, I like you. I like beats, so come on, I'm on my head wants to go somewhere. I walked in that room, and her mother goes, go ahead, just go ahead and pray for her. Okay. I said, Jesus, this isn't the way this is going to end. You found a man to stand in the gap. I know a God where it's not over even when it looks over. I stood there in the middle, I put my hand on her, she, on her shoulder and she grabbed my hand. This girl wasn't even, she was like Catholic, kind of Christian. When do we burn a candle? Freaking love people. I love people. She grabbed my hand off her shoulder. She put it on my head, and I tried to take it off, and she wouldn't. She kept it on there. And I felt bolts of lightning go through my hands. You've been in this church. you watch deaf people's ears open through these hands. you watch blind people's eyes open through these hands. These ones right here. you watch crippled people run and walk in this room, documented through these hands. She kept my hand on her head, and all of a sudden, out of my heart, I just started yelling and I didn't even know why. It just rose up in me. Save the baby, save the baby, save the baby. Holy Spirit, save the baby. Save the baby, save the baby. I started weeping. Save the baby, save the baby. She starts weeping. Save the baby. The mother gets bothered. Save the baby. Probably look like an idiot. I did not know, but she was pregnant. And the mother said, you'll never recover, that the paralysis is permanent. Therefore, they scheduled an abortion for the next morning at 8.15 a.m. And then a prophet walked in to that freaking hospital room with a different perspective out of the word of the living God. And he said, this is not going to end in death. This is going to end in life. Your sickness is not ending in sickness. It's ending in healing. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. 
shout. Come on, give the Lord a clap and a shout. Shout with a voice of triumph. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. Someone say, I'm coming out. Someone say, I'm coming out. 2024 is my year. I'm coming out of everything that's holding me back. I'm breaking out of fear. I'm breaking out of sickness. I'm breaking out of insecurity. I'm breaking out of poverty. Shackles are being broken off my feet tonight. I'm finding my step again. Did you feel that? Right now, I break Satan's power over people's bodies, their minds. I cancel Satan's plans against you. I command spirits of infirmity and affliction to go. Diabetes to go right now. Someone's jaw is being healed right now. Endometriosis is being healed right now. Someone, you have problems in your liver. It's a level two, a stage two in your liver. God's touching your liver. There's a spot on your liver. Someone's being healed in their liver. Someone, you've had chronic bronchitis that keeps returning. There's a problem in the bronchioles. The Lord's gonna open your lungs. He's opening the lobes of your lungs tonight. You got four of them that have been compromised. Four of those lobes, the Holy Spirit is opening the lobes of your lungs tonight. You're gonna breathe tonight. People even with some of the peanut allergy, that's very, very, it's, it's anaphylactic. It's like, it's, it's challenging. The Lord is touching you. He's going into the blueprint of your DNA, a creative miracle healing tonight in your mortal body. Someone's hip is being healed. Many of you are gonna start to feel a warmth go all throughout your body. God's gonna bring healing to people all throughout this body. Someone say, I receive from you, Jesus. You are my healer. I receive from you right now. Your power is touching my potential. If, you've been, if, you feel pre, if you feel God's presence on you, wave your hand for a minute. Start moving your body. Start moving your body. Look for all across this room for a minute. Start looking, moving your body. What do you feel? What happened to you, miss? Yes. Yell, yell at me. Were you in pain? Move your neck. For real? Move it all around. Put your hand on the person to your right. Put your hand on her shoulder. There's healing gonna go all through her and also emotionally. The Lord's gonna make up for loss these last two years. That spirit of sadness, I break that thing's power over your life and I cancel that depression spirit. You, I command that thing to lift off you. I break your power in Jesus' name and I speak peace over your mind, peace over your emotions, freedom over your soul. You are loved and your life's about to become well. Illness is being replaced with in your life tonight by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the Savior and the healer of humanity all of that heaviness just lifts off your chest now there it is that loss that, that loss there it is it go like an arrow you're going to feel it go out of your chest one two three 
Where are you? Is that you, miss? Run like it's the price is right. Run. Alex, where are you? I need you. And as she's coming, just lift your hands. Thus says the Lord, I'm opening a teaching, prophetic teaching gift that will come upon you in this season, says the Lord, for I am removing, I am removing the poison of the past. And yes, says the Lord, that poison's about to become power, for I will give you utterance and I will open the platform for you and your wife, for I'm broadening the path underneath your feet. And I will take the treasure, buried treasure, says the Lord, and I'm unearthing it in this season, for I lift your hands. I know you're always serving me, but just lift your hands for a minute. That got me. No one's going to stab me tonight. You'd be stupid to come at me. I got some ghetto angels around me. You don't see them, but they're thugs. They're from Detroit, Tremino. They're, they're not from a dead. They're not, they, ain't, they ain't from like Butte, Montana. I got gangster Nigerian thugs. You're one of God's favorites. You don't even need to pray, let me pray. You're one of God's favorites. Even in your veins, the Lord's touching your veins where they've been constricted. There's gonna be elasticity, a creative miracle healing in your, lane, in your, in your veins, and you're not gonna have a stroke. Listen to me, I'm saying you to your future, hear me. You're not gonna have a stroke at 46 or 48. I break that thing tonight. I see that in the future that was planned for you and I cut that freaking thing. I break that thing tonight. It is written, whatever I bind on earth is broken. Do you feel that? That's dope, huh? Okay, stand up here with me, come on. I need you. Put your hand on my shoulder, you'll catch what's on me. It didn't come without a price, by the way. People like it all, they go, oh, I can just jump up there. Just lay your hands on me and give me it. It don't work that way. They don't wanna fight things that other people are willing to fight. Jesus conquered things for 40 days, fighting the devil by himself before he could heal things in the light. Some of you are in your dark season. Don't dismiss it. God's using you to conquer things in the dark because he wants to bring you to things in the light. Jesus returned in glory. Watch, which hip? Which hip is it? Okay, put your hand up on your hip. When you dip, I dip. Okay. That's not a Hillsong song. It's definitely not a Bill Johnson Bethel song. Holy Spirit, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, go through her hip. I thank you that, Lord, you readjust her hip and you take that pain out of the sciatica. 
And Lord, I thank you also for the creative ability that's in her life. I thank you for a creative ability to do things with with fashion, with ideas, with picture, with with portrait, with face. Lord, I thank you, God, for creative ability all over her life, that it would bring her into a place of great prominence. I thank you for a creative anointing on her life. In Jesus' name, you're gonna feel the warmth go all the way down there, down the side of your butt. Boom. Watch, move it around, watch this. What just happened? It's a relief. Tell them. I'm having babies. Thank you, Jesus. Healing in my body and in my hips and my spine. Woo! Does that normally cause pain? Does it usually cause pain to walk? Come on, walk with me, girlfriend. I want to go after stuff tonight. Man, let's just go after stuff tonight. It's Wednesday night. I know we're a little bit... How does that feel? Is it loosened up? Who healed you? God, because he loves you. You have so much creativity on you. You do, you see things through so much color and light. God's gonna prophetically use that in your life in a very, very powerful way. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. Thanks so much for coming to church. Who am I praying for? You came forward, I like you, what's your name? Can I pray for you? What are we praying for? You have cancer, stage four. And these are your family? Uh, Are you the husband? Come on, come up here for a minute. What an opportunity. Don't get nervous on me. Okay, but make sure everyone don't rush, rush me though, okay? I'll call people out. This wonderful family, I want you, come on, we're gonna pray for them. How many know the Bible says, with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation? If you're a Jesus follower, we can't be watchers of people in pain. We got to be healers of people in pain. Are we the healer? No. But we're a vehicle that Jesus can use because you're, you're his only body on the earth. Don't imprison him. He's got residence in your life. Give him some right away. Allow him to work through you. Make some room for him. Stretch your hands with this wonderful family. Lord, I thank you for this beautiful family. I thank you. The Bible says healing is the children's bread. We rebuke this cancer. I command this cancer. We command this cancer to go. Hold this for me, please, if you don't mind. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the spirit of life going in, regenerating every cell. I thank you for reversing every cell. I curse every tumor, and I thank you for regeneration of life. Regeneration of life. A creative miracle healing right now, all throughout our body, all throughout our lymph nodes, all throughout our body, all throughout our cells. I thank you for regeneration of life in this mortal body. I thank you, God, I forbid her to die. I thank you she'll live She'll live, she'll live a healthy life, a strong life. Her faith is not, I thank you, God, her faith wins in you. Thank you for this family. Thank you for strength and peace. In Jesus' name, you're going to feel a heat go all throughout your head, all throughout your chest, really, really strong. I want you to pray. Come on, pray for 15 seconds in the Spirit. If you know how to pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. 
Blessing over this family. Blessing over these kids. Jesus, you're with them. Jesus, you're with them. Jesus, you're with them. Jesus, you're with them. Is there a Jason? Is there a Jason? Is there a Jason? Someone's pointing the wet. Where? Where's the Jason? Your name Jason? The, the what? Oh, he's got his hand uplifted. Someone's like, that's Jason. Is there a J or a Jason in here? No, no, no. What? Your J? What? Wait, what? Cat's husband? Lord, touch him. No, I'm looking for somebody. Thank you, Lord. Touch him in Jesus' name. Touch him in Jesus' name. I like you. Who are you? You powerhouse. Yeah, you. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. Who are you? Jonah, come up here. You're not running away. You're running too. What do you want God to do for you? You're happy to be here? Just lift your hands. Say, Jesus, give me your plans and fill me right now. Thank you for a call on his life. Thank you for a call on his life, Lord, that he fulfills that call. Christine, I see you. Come here, you powerhouse. You served me, you used to take, get me into prisons all over the freaking planet. Come here. I saw your face, I haven't seen you for years, my love. Lift your hands. Spirit of God. Like someone's like, he ain't that much of an angel. Come on, that's Pedro. 
Shoot, Pedro, I was giving you the hookup. God, we thank you for Pedro's life. Lord, I thank you for the promotion that's coming to him and a financial provision that's going to come to you. The Lord says, I'm going to put it in your hand. You're going to see it manifest in the month of April around the 23rd, 22nd, 23rd. The Lord's opening a thing. He's bringing a provision. He's sending a sign an angel to bring a provision into your life that will be a blessing to you. And the Lord says, you're going to have a favorable return this year on your taxes. I'm going to cut away a liability you don't see, but I wanted to single you out tonight, says the Lord. I'm proud of the way you serve me. You're a champion in my kingdom, says the Lord. And watch as I bring a promotion to you, and your family will see my favor on your life. For your stature before me, says the Lord, has increased, and I will increase your visibility amongst men. For business will change for you even in June. For I'm about to accelerate the path underneath your feet and bring you into a very rich and rewarding place for I've seen how you've sown in tears and now you're about to reap in joy for this is a year that blessing overtakes Pedro the angel's life in Jesus name that's powerful come on Pedro okay who, who are you Mike of course you are come up here I'm going to pray for a couple more people, and we're going to go tonight. And then Mike Maiden, my twin brother, he's a little older than me. He's going to be here tomorrow night. Lift your hands. Say, Jesus, do something really big with me. Work in my life. Work in my heart. Do impossible miracles through my hands. Thank you for the home that you're going to give me at 23 years old. Thank you for the skill you're going to put on me at 16 years old. This is going to be beyond what you know. Thank you for the financial ability that you're going to put on my life to handle what you're going to put in my hand. You're developing my heart for what you can put in my hand. For just as Moses used what's in his hand, I will use what you put in my hand to help people experience you. Thank you for calling me to an apostolic calling. Thank you for using me in Central and South America. In Jesus' name. For Panama will come calling in his 30s and the Lord will open a door in Panama and the Lord will say it will be time for you to come and I will send you and you'll come into a small arena and a boy that is a severely handicapped boy in a wheelchair that is twisted in his head, he will become straightened and I will open a door for a miracle ministry. They'll say he's a businessman, but he works in miracles. They will, they will recognize my hand upon him. I thank 
thank you for financial transaction and miracle transaction that will operate through his life and through his ministry. For Micah will be a prophet to people that are in the dark, that they will see light, that those that dwell in dark places shall revive and blossom again. I thank you for that call. And all of a sudden, he's going to accelerate above his peers in his studies and in his schools for the sharpness that the Lord will give him in his mind. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. You feel that? Come here, stand up from him. What'd you feel? The Lord. I feel the Lord going through my veins. You feel the what? The Lord. What is he doing? He's making all my sins go away. Who do you want to call out and pray for? Go get him. Go get that guy, Rick, that guy with the hat right there and the white shirt. He's got big muscles, but don't be nervous. You got a big Jesus. Lift your hands, Rick. I want you to release God in you, okay? Don't do it out of here. Do it out of here. I want you to give Jesus and say, God's imparting a brand new influence and a strength to you and your family. I'm expanding your territory. I'm expanding your territory. Where's his wife? Where's his, where's his right here? She's not here tonight. Come, come, come quick. Come quick, stay with me, young. Come on, my little homie. Lift your hands. Jesus, flow through her. Thank you for the ministry that you have for her life. And thank you that God, she's coming out of a season where it felt like nothing was working and all of a sudden everything starts working. I thank you that it's coming out of a winter season into a spring season, that seeds are about to blossom. And I thank you, God, for her dream life's about to accelerate. There's going to be a very, very vivid dreams, and it's not going to be a lot of time in between both seeing and actualization. The Lord's going to stimulate this area of prophetic dreams in your life, and it's going to help you and your family and decisions you're going to make and confirmations of things you're going to do and make moves in your life and decisions. And the Lord's going to be a rear guard to you. There's at times you're going to feel in places where things should work, but you feel uneasy. It's going to be a stop sign to you. It's going to be a red light, not a green light. But you're going to be very, very discerning in your heart. As a result, it will bring you into a great place of influence, and people will trust their secrets with you. And I will use secret counsel and bring healing through you and to people that have been chained up and feel like they don't have a sounding board. They don't feel like they have a, I will release wisdom through you for even this night, even this night, I break you, I, I pull you out of that winter season. And I thank you that there's a transfer, a transfer of one season of life into a new season of life. In fact, I pray that for everybody here. Just as Joshua took over for Moses, after all those years Moses led, it said he died. And then all of a sudden Joshua had a 25-year run of nothing but conquering, 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 conquering. I thank you that things have come to an end in an era in America and around the world. And I thank you for a new era that's springing forth of believers that will rise up and do the works of Jesus, not be spectators but people that will walk in faith, hope, godliness, holiness, purity, and power. People that will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, that Lord, that we would enter a season of unprecedented
president in conquering, that we would conquer and not cope. We would conquer and not cope. And I thank you for bringing us out of a season of defeat and bring us into a great season of freedom, of liberty. And I thank you tonight for imparting yourself to people right now. Put your hand on your heart. Say, Holy Spirit, impart yourself to me. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.